electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber. He's Jim Cramer. And we are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you another look at futures. Of course, you just heard from Joe. We are looking down uh, this after yesterday's significant decline in all of the uh, averages. Uh, two days now uh, after the Fed chair uh, spoke at his press conference. Not quite, but no. continued reaction there. Let's get to our roadmap this morning. It does start with what has been December pain so far for Wall Street. And as you just saw, stocks are set to continue to sell off. There are some bright spots, however. Mega cap tech, perhaps maybe one. Shares of Adobe will be watching them this morning. They appear up. And there's an upgrade of Meta that also seems set to set that stock a bit higher this morning. Right, right. Twitter's targeting journalists, suspending several reporters who wrote about or tweeted about Elon Musk. Let's start with the uh, extension of that post-Fed sell-off. Uh, and Jim, I turn to you. Look, I mean, the long knives are out for the market. People feel that uh, the pal is now going to have to take rates up endlessly, and yet at the same time, the uh, tenure doesn't, doesn't go up in uh, yield, which signifies that He's going to throw us in a really bad recession uh, because you'll have outfits like many of the outfits that we're going to talk about today or yesterday that are doing so well that he can't be happy. And it's a complete mystery of the situation. Total mystery. What's the mystery? Well, because it's done by these, these guys who sit back in their offices and they look, they look at what they think the S&P is going to be and what, what, the value, what the multiple should be. And they decide, you know what, it's got to be lower because the rates are X. What they're not looking at is the fact that there are going to be companies that are going to have to do significant layoffs. They're on the verge of layoffs. Some of the stocks go higher when they do layoffs. Look at Meta, which has just been a horse, the best of big tech. And you just have to play it out. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. As a matter of fact, we've had a number of rate increases, and even Powell has to play it out a little no, bit. No, but playing it out can be somewhat painful. Okay, well, there are want... those who were set up for what they thought would be a seasonal rally. Oh, you, you mean know? the Christmas thing? Yeah, it's going to yeah. have to be later. I mean, yeah, later. Down... All right, we're going to run out of time pretty well, soon, but... given the performance this week. Well, I mean, after Christmas. Yeah. Maybe after Christmas. But I just find that this whole ruination theory that somehow what the Fed said ruined whatever could be good is all top-down thinking. And not at all looking at individual companies and realizing that there are some great there's some great cyclical themes in favor of this market. Right. All right. So companies are looking at the prospect of 2023 not being that easy a year. Earnings might be down. But that said, they're going to start layoffs that are actually going to help enhance margins. Yeah. And therefore, people should be looking past this moment. Well, we don't want to look past it. We want to accept the fact that that. This is going to occur. Okay. So, therefore, we don't want to just sit here and just sell because everyone else is selling and below the 50-day moving average. 
uh, and oil's looking down. I mean, no, I mean, well, some of these do days, Jim, don't you wonder how, uh, you know, the, the quantitatively driven funds that we occasionally talk about and then Who don't dominate? talk about, they dominate. dominate trading. And Mike Wilson, for example, right. the strategist that we've talked about many times, he seems to have a lot of algorithms stapled to him, so to speak. Right. You know, he says something and then it happens. Well, but, you know, look, there are individual stocks. Okay. Let's say that you and I are total top-down guys. Uh, David, the 10 years saying this, and then I've looked at when the 10 years done this, and when the two years done this, and you should sell. And it's really great to meet you. I hope you have a great weekend. And then you say to me, but Jim, I, this, today we've got Darden has a decent quarter. Uh, you know, Meta, Meta looks good. And, and I will say, why are you? These are all little things. I don't have time to mess with Darden. That's a... T- I know. Darden is a pimple. You know who the best performers are on the market this year, though. They are the algorithm, algorithmically led funds. Well, okay, All fine. Right? But Shaw's happened. having a great year. Yeah, but two Sigma's probably having a okay, great year. Okay, but if you were. Renaissance, I mean, you go through them. They're the ones who are winning this but year. But they're, they're winning. What is like some, there's another season. Right, well, you're, you're, there's you're, more you're seasons. You're a stock picking guy. That's but, your but that's whole what, mantra. That's, what that's your whole you reason see, for existence. But that's not working. No, it is working. If you pick the right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So I have people on Richie Brothers last night. Yeah. And what they do is they buy uh, used equipment uh, and they auction it. And they really have the market to themselves. And I say to myself, you know what? If I own that company over a five-year period, I'll make a lot of money. Will I beat these algo funds that you're talking about? I don't know. Over a five-year period, probably. I just find companies that I really like. I stay on them. Right. I like what they do. Uh, it's a little Peter Lynch-like. You have to the great Magellan fund manager. And yep. I don't want to be, get too existential with you, but I'm, I'm just I'm saying, happy for you too. No, but I'm just saying that when you indicate to me the balance sheet of Warner Brothers Discovery, okay, that yes. makes somehow me, we always end up back because well, I think that's balance a poster sheet of boy. Warner it's Brothers a Discovery. Boy. It makes me say, you know what? I'm going to look at another company. Okay. Or when you have Nucor revised their numbers and they weren't as positive as before. Yes. But U.S. Steel revised their numbers, but they are more positive. It is a quandary, and I want to know more so I can. It's not an abstraction. I'm not sitting here and saying, you know what? That guy's questionable to go on Sunday. That guy's out. That guy didn't dress, so therefore I think he's not going to play. So adjust your lineup. I'm not doing that. Right. Okay. I am saying that if you have your money in DraftKings versus having your money in Binance, I think that Jason Robbins runs a top-notch outfit. He has probably got more, he's closer to what Gary Gensler wants than what Binance wants. Plus, I know where he lives. And the guy from Binance seems to be anywhere he wants. I, I, I'm looking at me. Yeah. I mean, look, right now, I can get a hold of Jason. I left my phone downstairs. But if you I call Jason and say, Binance is let not me even just a call stock. Jason. And we'll see what kind of rates Jason will give me. Who's Jason? Oh, Jason, Jason Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. Jason, is he checked in? Yeah. Uh, Jason, J, J, Siri, please call Jason Robbins and ask him what rate I can get. Now we'll find out. Okay. okay. Thank you. Because I am tired of coming in here and debating where crypto is. When I have a hard enough time trying to figure out Netflix. Yes, Netflix, which was down yesterday on that report that, uh, that it wasn't doing quite as well selling ads uh, as had been thought it might. Um, Are you saying that perhaps the calling into question exactly what we do for a living, that like we read Adobe's, let's say we read Adobe's conference call, and everyone's all excited about 15%. Yeah. But before, we would have hated it when they were doing 19%. 
Are you saying that's an abstraction? Is that an abstraction, my friend? No, it is not. And in fact, it does get us to what are some bright spots in tech this morning. We've got Meta. That's up after this JP Morgan upgrade. We'll talk about that. It's now an overweight. And as Jim just said, Adobe is up sharply. This after reporting quarterly uh, results that exceeded what most analysts had been anticipating. Listen to Adobe CEO Shantanu Narayan, by the way, from last night's earnings call. I mean, profitability, despite the FX impact that impacted hundreds of millions of dollars, when you look back and say at the end of the year, we exceeded our non-GAAP EPS uh, that we had said uh, a year ago, um, I think that is a really amazing performance by the finance and operations team of making sure that we continue to remain focused. And I think as it relates to go forward, uh, we've clearly uh, talked about why we're excited about the innovative roadmap, why we're excited about all of the things that are going to come up uh, in 2023 and beyond. And so I think it was a good year. Uh, and he will be a, a guest on Tech Check and, but how later about this the, uh, morning, the 11 a.m. You're not going to want to miss that. Well, the, the FIGMA acquisition, Just, you and I, Justice I, Department second I remember being, I think I was in San Francisco during, you were here, but that was a disaster in With terms of what billion, it did to the market cap of the, the company. Just crushed the and, stock. And the, there are still they spent $20 billion on a, I mean, obviously a private company that was would be worth a lot less right now, right. potentially in this world. Although this was already in the midst of the right. of many of the blow-ups. And but. I, I look at and I think that, oh, geez, the Justice Department's in the second round. Maybe... Uh, Assistant Attorney General They Kanner. got a second request. Maybe well, there was a, there was a feeling, wants to, help, Jim, wants to help them by vetoing the deal. <laughs> but but there was a, there was a to, feeling as well. Shantin loves the deal. Though. Right. That you know, they more, needed to do that deal. deal. No matter that they needed to do it. I it question was, It was that. a threat to them in some way that uh, regardless of what the price was, it, it, it had I, to happen. I can understand that, but I think... I felt that, okay, here's the way I felt about that. And you can answer this. I felt I had more faith in Shantin than Shantin had faith in himself. I said, I think they can beat this. They can right. come up with this. But we see these acquisitions periodically. IBM has done a series of them where I, I used to think IBM can do better than that. Yep. But the Red Hat acquisition turned out to be actually working. Potentially. 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 Yeah. So there's like, when? What, at IBM? Uh, no, it's, it's working. It's, it's I mean, good. it's it, it, they're getting some revenue growth out right. of it. And then right. they've obviously but got the deal with Kindle. The and just We're going to talk more about IBM at some point, but not today. I want to come back to Adobe, though. Okay. $2.68 billion in creative cloud right um, you see the numbers they revenue, said for christmas that was a record 200 billion for christmas which 13 was percent growth holidays, year over year holidays i forgot i was in america right. key customer right. wins electronic arts meta nbc universal yeah though they had good um, wins yeah roku target so roku's good yep i mean again did you really put roku in the same sentence as target I mean, well, right now, like because, Brian Cornell says, you, you they believe were, this? This guy will live in Queens. He puts me in the same thing as Roku. <laughs> they, they put it in the same thing in their conference call. This is what he said. What do you want me to do? This is what no, they wrote I, in their script. What do you want from me? Right. All right. Don't do that ever, G. Robinson, on me. I won't. I won't. Not now. I thought that the Adobe call was good, but in, ret- but in the perspective, yeah. people are saying, listen, there's some good ones now. ServiceNow is good. Adobe's now is good. Workday's good. And I look at them and I say, these are not necessarily what I want to own right now. I want to own, well, they're, I, I want to, low multiple stocks just because they tend to be holding. So even, well, I, I mean, I, I, and I don't that want, thing climbed that mountain. We talked about it a lot and created incredible value over that five, you know, four-year period. True. Obviously, a lot of it has been lost. Um, but that's what you I'm don't saying. think that this sort of marks a bottom in a sense? I, I think that there's a bottom in Salesforce. 
and a bottom in Adobe and a bottom in ServiceNow. But all that said, I'd rather buy companies that are levered to the gigantic infra spend that our government's going okay. to do that can't be hurt by the Fed. How about a bottom in Meta? You think that definitely not? Definitely. We, you know, our viewers well I, know I your think, history with that name I, and the pain that you suffered. Um, I think that he's not spending as much, <laughs> that Mark is not spending as much time in the metaverse as people realize. I think that if TikTok is somehow <laughs> banned, then Reels, which has a very good ROI, will be terrific. They don't make as much money. I think Instagram itself is having really good numbers, and I think that, well, WhatsApp is good. But that, all that said, I think the stock was the worst performer in the S&P, and so it deserved a bounce. Well, it got a bit of a bounce today, as we mentioned, from J.P. Morgan. They say heading into 23, we think some of the top and bottom line pressures will ease, and most importantly, Meta showing encouraging signs of increasing cost discipline. Yeah, and they made more, more to come. Today, you been, by the way, money. you have been saying the same. Well, that I got right. Yes. I mean, you know, blind squirrel finds not. Uh, I, I do think that, that Meta... The more I talk with people about whether they're going to be in the metaverse, the more I pe- find people who are discouraged and think that it's not going to work commercially. Mm-hmm. Maybe until it gets to a flat screen. People still feel like that when you put on the goggles, you're not, you're not who you are. And you're not, that's not what people want to do is put on goggles. No. They don't, they don't want to put on goggles. I mean, maybe like three-year-olds will grow up and think with goggles yeah maybe they'll think maybe. that we think they were view masters right you know where you get to go to grand canyon remember those yes i do as well yeah the goggle thing could be problematic i'm going back i'm just upset about your thing about the algos what are you upset just about it's any need for us well you just called yourself a blind squirrel no that was because i i confessed i don't want to go through my confession again no, you I don't need a bad to. You pick. do not need I made to. a bad draft pick. I, I did not I mention it. I was a bad draft pick, and I moved on. I did not mention it. I don't it have to say to it every day. Ha- I, no, I, I didn't do it for that reason. I mean, yeah, I, I really, made a bad draft pick. In 2019, I drafted bad. Okay? Let's move on. To today's game. Last night's game. I don't even know who won. I didn't even watch. Don't, but there's a guy by the name of McCaffrey. He won. He also has a team. All right, coming up. Speaking of drama, that was drama. That wasn't. You want drama? Let me tell you something. You are guilty until proven innocent (laughs) in this country if you say I'm guilty. I stole a lot of money, but I reserve the right to be innocent. No, you can't confess your way out of jail. You You cannot. There is no lawyer in the world who says, "You know what? I want you to do. I want you to confess, and that way I'll get you out of jail." It doesn't work like that. Can't get SBF out of his head. People think you're confessing to some crime. You think SBF isn't everybody? Take a deep breath. We're going to talk about Elon Musk, Twitter, social media platforms suspending a bunch of journalists. Not him yet. Yeah. Or me yet. Suddenly the guy's like Turkey. We're set up for a lower open. Everybody, stay tuned. We're right back. You seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Twitter suspending the accounts of several journalists who cover both the social media platform and, of course, its owner, Elon Musk. Those affected include reporters from The Washington Post, The New York Times and CNN. The moves coming after Twitter suspended an account that had been using public flight data to share the location of Mr. Musk's private plane. Last night, Musk tweeted, criticizing me all day long is totally fine, but doxing my real time location and endangering my family is not same doxing rules apply to journalists as to everyone else. Seven-day suspension for doxing. Some time away from Twitter is good for the soul. I've been doxing the hell out of people. And this first guy, never heard anybody complain about. Yeah, it's, um, listen, he owns the platform. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He claims to be a free speech absolutist. And when he took over as owner a number of months ago at this point, not even, but don't uh, he you said think that he really- would open it up. Uh, and yet there does seem to be some hypocrisy here. Well, but, you know, you buy it, okay? You're losing fortunes. You're bleeding through your eyeballs. Every day you get them, it looks like, you know, people are asking you to put more money up. Do you at least not get the satisfaction of saying, I hate those five journalists, I'm kicking them off? Can you at least give them something here? I mean, give <laughs> them something. You can do anything you want. For $44 billion, you know what I get to do? I get to slam a couple of journalists. Can do it's the only wants. thing that's and been he, good. He clearly has a need to be in the public eye he lo- in a way that he is not helpful, eye. it would seem, to his business. Certainly, I don't know if you eye. heard our interview with Gary Black yesterday. I loved it. I um, it a must, must Yeah, uh, from the uh, Future Fund. Take a listen to Gary Black, uh, you know, a uh, holder, obviously, of Tesla shares, who is just praying that Musk will stop talking. I think he's going to realize the mistakes he's made because I've I've seen him change even with advertisers. He's he's changed his whole approach to him. I think he's going to realize he's made a mistake with his his rhetoric and everything, and he'll stop. But I think the bigger issue, which will make me and other shareholders feel better, is he gets out of Twitter, lets somebody that he trusts works twenty four seven his same vision take over Twitter, so he can go back and and focus on Tesla. So many of our conversations about Twitter, of course, bleed into Tesla. We've made the connection many times between Mr. Musk's attention on Twitter, his endless tweeting, his um, his attacking certain people who might be Tesla buyers and the decline in Tesla stock, which, by the way, yesterday uh, was actually better than the market. It, it performed far better than the mar- broader well, I think market. There were the, the apologists coming on saying, listen, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's really paying attention and you, know, you want him there, of which I do too. But David, in the end, what we're discovering about a lot of the internet is it's very advertising connected. And the people who are involved in advertising have been cutting back at a lot of places and really cutting back at Twitter because they don't like to be associated with 
fractious and unruly people. Yes. Uh, but they, but Twitter previously had a very good sales force that I met with many times, and they often convinced me, look, this is the place to go. You could be against live sports. You could be against some, a lot of good people watching us at the Super Bowl. Um, and, and now I think you have to say to yourself, wow, maybe it's too nasty. It's getting nastier. You think other journalists will follow his lead? I'm sorry. Will in sympathy say, you know what, I'm done too? If you're going to be suspending other journalists? Yes, I think But in the end, they crave it too. It's it's a very useful tool. I I, I look at I mean, I look at it all the time. I don't think Elon Musk is doing a bad job. I feel like that he overpaid for it, and I think he's trying to figure out what to do. He just doesn't have the staff. He needs to go back to Tesla and have others. Run it. Run it. Uh, like Gary Black said he wants him to. Right. That would be, I thought, that's why I thought the interview was so great. Yeah, no, it was interesting. It was interesting here from Mr. Black. Um, all right, let's move on here. We got a mad dash that Jim's got to get ready for. Of course, we're counting you down to an opening bell. And once again, uh, we are uh, looking at what will be a lower open after uh, a 2.8% loss for the S&P yesterday. We're back after this. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Opening bell just a, a few minutes away as you take a look, of course, at uh, the 10-year note yield, 3.548%. You can see that move uh, over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere as well if you want. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're right back. People only knew what went on during the breaks here. Um, oh, such a great... People don't know how great it is tenure. They really do We have a good time. Uh, and I have it at night, too. And it's just... Um, I right, wish people could see Let's get back to our show, though. Uh, let's give people a mad dash. You want to talk a bit about Goldman Sachs well, and I just these reports of layoffs at the company. There's an outfit called The Scoop, which I often confuse with The New York Times and The Wall Street Journal. That's probably... You're not... You don't, you're not do that. No, I think it's... And then there's these pieces. I, I, I don't... They, they're good. It says Goldman Sachs to lay off up to 4,000 people. Now, Goldman Sachs did overhire. We know that. They overhired. Well, they did. I mean, so did. Okay, who didn't overhire? Binance? No, there's a lot of overhiring. Right. By the way, but I mean, I you know, I know, a, for example, I know Morgan Stanley is letting people go well, right Stanley now. Well, Morgan don't ap- know the numbers, they but they're letting people go. Goldman made acquisitions. Yep. They're rationalizing things. They're trying to figure out who has done great, mm-hmm. and they're trying to you know, necessarily call the people. I'm, like I told you, it's, it's not District, District 13, but there is a sense that Goldman has... That's, that's a big number, though. If that number would be true, but that's, no, that you know, number, 8, 9% no, no, of the company's that, workforce. That, that, that seems a high number. True. That number's not true. Okay. That number's not true. It's probably, that would be if they decided, you know what, we've really got to hunker down. But that's right. not their target by any means. Now, how did it get to that number? I don't, they're certainly not willing to say, yeah, it's probably going to be around 4,000. They think it's going to be less than that. Okay. But, but the fact is, layoffs, Yes. But if you remember back, I had David, I did Solomon, I interviewed him. He said, listen, if things don't pick up, you know we're going to have to change compensation. Now, a lot of compensations, the managers, by the way, they, they just get bonus. They didn't get any of the commissions just because you're, so they're getting the bonus. The bonus doesn't look that good. I don't know whether that means you would count them as someone who was laid off or someone who they basically just said, look, we can live without. Right. But I think this 4,000 is too dire and right. not 
in keeping with the, the tenor. Now, the consumer business, the reports there, there and others we've heard as well, though, are the consumer business is the area where they have invested a great deal and perhaps feel like it's time to pull back a bit. It's perfect. Yeah. That's the perfect description. But there are also different divisions where there are very high-level people whose divisions didn't do as well, and they may be, uh, they may move on. Right. But they're you not, do they, wonder if, you know, the man I now call David Recession Solomon is just really worried about what's coming I, in 23. I think that David Solomon is saying, we, we know how to handle a slowdown. We're not going to be as cyclical as we once were. And this is part of not being that cyclical. Okay. All right. Well, it goes to the broader market discussion, of course, that we have many of these days about companies and how they're positioning themselves for 23 and the potential for layoffs that you've talked about. And how could 23 be negative, given who's ringing the bell? Yes, there we have it here at the opening bell. The New York Stock Exchange, real-time exchange back at HQ. Who's ringing the bell? Harry of Harry's Hanover Square celebrating the 50th anniversary of that steakhouse. Very popular down here. All right, I'm going to be honest. Team up okay, there. Who else is up there? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah, I see them all. I see them all. Our longtime executive producer, Sam Wright's talking to me down here as well. She can't help herself. Over at the uh, NASDAQ, we've got the Council of Urban Professionals. They rang the bell in honor of their 15th okay. anniversary. Right, where so you, do you want to so start? So you go and go in Sachs, and you're, an, and you're an intern or your associate, and you're paid nothing. So what do you do? You go to Harry's. And you have meatballs, and they have that little pizza. They don't have that now, but I had them make it because we had our Christmas party there. Yeah. And that's how you live. You would go there, and you would eat the free food. Yep. Well, I know Kasani goes there a lot. He just took a bunch of our uh, bunch of people there the other night. So Did he? yes, yes, Kasani's a big fan of Harry's and has been for years. All right, I want to start then. I'm going to start on a oh, deal. How about that? Going down. I'm going to start on a deal. Uh, Maxar. The okay. reason is not because it's that large, but the premium is enormous. Uh, and it does point, Jim, to something we continue to come back to here and there, which is there are certain stocks that clearly have been underpriced based no, on the willingness of some about. buyer out there, in this case, the private equity firm Advent, to pay a far higher price. And Take it's, a look it's at space. that. And that's our space. Yes, it's a, it's a satellite company, um, comprehensive space solutions, Google Maps, for example. Yeah. They, they are the provider and there. And do you want to talk about how rigorous Advent is? Historically Advent unbelievable. Advent is they, a rigorous firm. They got in, they, they got very in large, Lulu to lend them. When everyone thought Lulu was very kind large of large funds. really not going to really make it, they got in and they turned Lulu. A these are, billion these dollar are fund. operators. Let me give you some quick, uh, let me just give you some quick stats on the deal. It's $53 a share. Obviously, it's a cash deal. Private equity is almost always cash. Um, and as you saw, it's an enormous premium to what was just the close yesterday, 129% premium. Um, the value is about $4 billion. There is another two or so in debt. They do seem to be raising the equity to pay the full equity check of for the market cap well, they just at, got, at they've 53. Just had that fund. Remember that fund they just raised? Yes, what, they just raised a $22 billion fund. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's um, like Tomo Bravo. They also have a commitment coming from uh, British Columbia Investment. And as we see oftentimes with um, private equity deals, or at least many of them, there is a 60-day go shop in case Maxar should be able to find yeah, another interested party that's willing to pay more. In various forms, been around. And I looked at, I know Advent, because one time I had a bit of a tussle with them. Uh, 
they, I was doing something on, on Lulu, and they asked me to go look at the things they've done, and they are very good at what they do. So right. they, we may think they paid too much for Maxar. I will tell you that maybe we undervalue equities, including equities that have to do with space. Yeah. And that's why, like Elon Musk, everyone in the world knows are out for that guy, too. But you know what? Did you see the valuation of his space program? $140 billion, SpaceX. Uh, uh, who am I and to you say and that I it? went back and forth in it, and there are many who believe that it's per- perhaps undervalued right. and that it would be an incredibly hot IPO right. if and when it, he chooses to take I it public. I have chosen to take a positive stance on Elon Musk because I think... Because you don't want to get banned from Twitter? I, you know what? My wife would be so happy. My kids would be so happy. So ban away, okay? <laughs> but I, I, will, I will say that he has... A, that he's been in some... He's the best car maker ever lived. Yeah, ever lived. Well, and cars are big money. You know what? Uh, it, our fu- the futures were certainly pointing to what appeared to be a significantly down open, but we're already seeing signs of life in, in mega cap uh, technology. Apple is up. Well, why not? Meta. We talked about, of course, the upgrade from J.P. Morgan this morning to an overweight, saying they expect more cost discipline in 2023. Well, That's back up almost five percent. Alphabet is up. Friends. And Amazon and Microsoft are barely okay. down. Okay, so we have a positive piece about Meta. All right, we have. Really good, deep, really good numbers from Adobe, including a very rosy Christmas, by the way. Yep. We have a lot of people talking about favorite big cat names in tech, and they tend to be names that uh, we all recognize, like a service now. Right. Uh, we have we have U.S. Steel saying an app that they are having better than expected. U.S. Numbers. Steel. U.S. Steel. Oh, stop it! Let Don't me check the market cap of U.S. Steel. I would like to that, do that. That um, that Les Moves and some of the Redstone used to talk about U.S. Oh. Steel play the Godfather. It's almost six billion dollars now. U.S. Steel's right. market cap. Look we at have that. A, a positive broadlines piece by J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Uh, we have airline coverage. U.S. Look, U.S. U.A. and Delta, fantastic. We got the takeover that's really good. We got a guy recommending once again Eli Lilly every day. Eli Lilly. That's because you're going to lose twenty percent of your body fat by April of next year. And then I thought Darden had a good number. I don't care if people didn't think Darden was a good number. The numbers were actually quite good. And they also don't seem to have that many problem with trying to get people work work for them. I don't know. I. You know, Darden down seven right, is a convince mistake. Yourself you know, that, that things are better than they are. Convince myself. Yeah, keep trying. I, I resent that. I, I'm sure you do. I really resent that. I mean, oil, okay, oil's down. And market likes that. I think oil is good. I didn't mean to say. I, I didn't mean to be that critical. Um, I never took money from Binax, and I never had anything to say good or bad about Binax. All right, you've, you've and, moved to no, so many different no, places. No, this is my my future congressional testimony. Uh, I will say this, David. Where are we now? What are we talking about? I I, I was just getting my balance of DraftKings. Okay. Uh, for our viewers to sort of keep along, you, you, you can't get crypto out of your head, and so you keep coming back to it at odd moments. Okay, because you when, earlier made a reference to DraftKings saying that your money would be safer there I just checked than it in. would be at Binance. I did my count as and then as here's CZ, who runs Binance, engaged on Twitter about your comment in real time. Well, good for him. And so now you're coming back I, to I Binance. Maybe we'll put it in my mentions call. As we take a look no, at crypto. No, I'm just saying that there are many that we have this pattern. People made a big mistake when they bought the market after the Fed's comment because the, because they didn't listen to Jay, who was very hawkish. The next day, they changed their mind, and they're very confused about the bond market. And they don't like to see that Lenar is up because you're supposed to be more, 
worried about housing and gross margins and said they're on fire. So today people come in, there's a triple witch, people are very confused, and I have so many end-of-the-worlders in my face again, uh, and they also lost money in crypto. And I tend to think, okay, just chill. Just chill. It's not a bad time. And if the market slows, I have 85 stocks. If the economy slows, I have 85 stocks that will do just fine. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure to mention them to all the hedge fund guys who are getting their faces ripped off. I said yesterday in my conference call that I no longer wanted to speak to CEOs because they're salespeople for their funds. I looked at my record. Of, of, and this is like the lunches, nothing inside information, but the lunches and dinners I've had with CEOs and how I've done recommending their stocks after says I should absolutely just not speak just to anyone. Stop talking to them. No. Because they're they, do, they do tend to be promotional for their promotional, own companies. Right. Yes. And, and, and right. oftentimes when they are CEOs, they're quite convincing. They're so good. Yeah. That's I the mean, reason really. they've gotten to that job. Right. Well, um, they sell their firms. All right, I want to talk about Alibaba for a sec, if I can, because sure. the stock is up again. Sort of, I, I, one would assume, on just the reopening trade, if you want to call it that, for, the, for, uh, for China itself, of right. course. It's been an important week there in terms of COVID restrictions really coming off. Of course, we don't have accurate numbers in terms of how quickly the virus is actually spreading. And we do hear reports as well in Beijing that people are still staying home. I should point out Eunice, by the way, we haven't seen her because I think she's been taking a well-deserved break. Oh, fantastic. Um, But we haven't had reporting from the ground there. Joe Tsai, though, uh, selling some of his Alibaba, um, perhaps as much as 8% of his holdings. Um, Of course, he owns the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, maybe he's buying some. He owns an apartment on Central Park South that he paid about 188 million bucks for, uh, but he is uh, selling a certain amount of his state. He's kind of a nice guy. Joe's a very nice, nice guy. guy. Now, Estee Lauder is down a little bit, but it was recommended today. It's a travel trust name. Estee Lauder is really keying on China reopening. Yeah. Uh, they've been relying so on, right now on cleaning your face, which is not as uh, good as gross margins as making up your face. And they're betting the Chinese are going to come back. Uh, and, and also, particularly to travel. Right. And uh, do free is where they make a lot of money. Okay. Why is Harry's ringing the opening bell? Why wouldn't Harry be ringing the opening well, no, bell? I mean, remember when it used to be like U.S. Steel? <laughs> well, we've had plenty of those. So I think it's kind of nice no, to mix I, it up I, and I'm have, just kidding, have Harry's just somebody who gives it. you the real I flavor of Wall I love this as much as ever. It was so much fun. It, Harry's is just a great place to go. I, I, I'm going to come back to the market again. Please. Um, That's what I we're just, here for, Jim. I just think that there is a lot more negativity than there was, say, Monday. And that that's probably wrong. We cannot we cannot waver like this. We cannot say, you know what, it's bad, it's good. How about picking some really good stocks that are doing quite well, sticking with them, and when the stocks go down, doing some buying? What do you think? That sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan if I you're mean, ready to ride out what might still be a difficult year next year. Lily's down three. Now, this Lily drug, if you take the pill, it's, you'll lose 15 to 20% of your body fat. And if you take the, uh, the needle, you could lose 20 to 25%, not approved yet by the FDA. Right. But are you telling me that that's not going to be the biggest no, drug of all time? No, but you know what? I mean, this, the is stock, all time. this is a stock that's up 29% for the well, year. David, Lily, by the way, has now moved into the upper ranks of market cap for big pharma. It is uh, bested only, I think, uh, at this point by J&J. At $461 billion. obviously but, J&J still has a lot of other businesses. But these companies are what you own in a slowdown. So I'm saying that the market is a menu. 
And in the menu, it has slow down, it has speed up, and just, you want to order from the slow down thing part. But you're also, you also believe that Lily has a lot more ahead for it in terms of the ability, in, in terms of the success it's going to have from selling a drug that hasn't yet been approved for weight loss, right? Merck, Merck doubled. Correct? It hasn't True, been. True. You know, hopefully, hopefully in April. Merck, Merck, when people thought, this, Wall Street thought that, that Mevacor, which was their anti-cholesterol drug, yes. the highest number on the street was $400 million in sales. Well, it became the greatest selling drug of all time. And Merck doubled and doubled and doubled, and Pfizer got in. Um, Pfizer got in with Lipitor. Yeah. I remember that period right. well. And, and, and I'm saying that Lilly could have the same move. Because if you tell me that you can take a pill and lose 15% of your body fat and there's no, uh, we've had no side effects, are you telling me that we can tackle obesity and that stock's still going to be at 357? I mean, that seems absurd to me. That's absurd to me. I just check. Let me just check to see if my DraftKings balance has been hacked. Uh, no, you know, you're, you've been on this. You've been right to be, and there are, you're not alone in thinking that this right could be quickly become one of, the, see, like one of the biggest drugs and, in the history. Way, they will not say a word about their Alzheimer's drug. And I am uh, well, that's the other area that I'm obviously, running the gala for the, Amer- for the right. uh, American Brain Foundation, and I've been begging them to give me just even a little snippet of what they're up to. Now, that's a different effort than the effort that Biogen has underway for Very its different. Alzheimer's Biogen, drug. Biogen, which told you, we're going to do it, we're the best. Right. Really is the opposite. They're from Indiana. They don't play it that way. They just don't. I love them. Um, well, pharma's been the place to be this year, of course. Merck yeah, shares are slow up. Down. Merck at, shares are up 42 and a half. Well, Merck is a, was undervalued coming um, in. They turn out to be a lot better. Now, David, don't forget it. Mercer's Bergen, McKesson, they're doing quite well. The one that I continue to think has to have a move eventually and maybe you can help me, is Walgreens Boots Alliance. Why do you think it has to have a move? Because CVS had a great move. Walgreens is pivoting more toward health. They've got Roz Brewer, who's a fabulous CEO. But I think that people, I always ask, by the way, offline to CEOs about pilferage. Yeah. Pilferage is crushing a lot of companies. Stealing. They just don't. That's a good word for it. Yeah. But they don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about how their stuff ends up on, on, on uh, Amazon. And they need a bill from Congress saying that Amazon has to control it and police it itself. Can they do right that? Do you think Amazon could effectively control the sale of, uh, of stolen goods? I think if you're going platform? to be prosecuted because you're abetting them, yes. But right now you're not. So there's no law. You with me? I'm with you, babe. I'm always with you. Okay. Okay. I know where you, I know what you're going to talk about next. You're going to talk about, about DraftKings again. No, you I can't help yourself. Power. I didn't know getting that. Vetoed, I thought I had it, getting but I didn't. Getting vetoed on the Kentucky initiative to get out of something risky, uh, right when Nick Higgins is retiring. I happen to like the utilities very much here. I just found out that I have PG&E's. I know. I'm sorry. I have. Uh, well, I'm not supposed to say who I have, but I have some very influential California utility companies coming on next week. You do. Yeah. Um, all right, we started the show with Adobe. We should end our conversation here around uh, market movers, Jim, with that same stock. It's up over 6%, Adobe shares. It's well, funny to me, you did not seem enamored of the quarter in the sense of you think it's too expensive, the stock? No, no, I'm just saying that there was another era where we would have said this is particularly not good. But, we've, it, but what's important is we've now ratcheted down expectations to where we can feel good about a company that's 15% grower 
where we would have been horrified if it was below 19. And what that says is the term that people use is it's de-risked. That now 15 is fine. Shot to Nustrovic, I am concerned about the acquisition. Yeah, I, I think you'll be able to drill now more about that so people can figure out why he's paying so much. But I think it's an amazing thing to watch a company where you would have had this quarter and it would have cut it in half and now it got cut in half and so it stands to reason. You can't see a bit of a rebound from that significant downdraft it, it suffered after the announcement company. of that Figma deal. We've mentioned it many times. A private company, they right. announced they were going to purchase for $20 billion. If you're creative, you need Adobe. If you're creative on the web, you need Adobe. And they do remarkable things. And if you go study their quarter, they'll tell you about some companies and what they're doing on Adobe that's very, very exciting. Right. that they didn't have before. So I think it'll be an excellent interview, and I really do like the company, but I didn't like the stock. But at this point, I think the stock has fully, is de-risked because it's come down so much. And finally, and as, Jim, for. as we start to talk about 2023, I mentioned Merck, one of the great best performers right. this year, Exxon. Yeah, do you, you still yeah. want to own many of these same names heading into well, 2023, I, look, I, I think given the way you view the world? I think no, no. Is I, it time to mix it up? Well, look, I happen to think that S&P is, what, 5.5 oil? Um, I think almost 6 oil. 6%. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's reasonable to have 6% oil. I think that when you have someone like Scott Sheffield, who's an amazing operator, saying that at Pioneer, he intends to have the, the highest yield in the, in the S&P, and he ain't doing it because the stock's falling. I think that Devin's down a lot today. Devin's come down. It's a really excellent company. I like Exxon. Someone called it in the other day. I think Chevron is very inexpensive. So I, I, I'm quite comfortable with buying the oils, particularly ones that want to return a lot of money. Right. Because the yield's great. So, yeah, I see. I guess what I'm saying is I, I see a lot to like. I'm not going to. I like the. I like, here, I like the dollar stores when it comes to retail. I like Five Below when it comes to retail. I like Costco when it comes to. I have different areas. You I have do. things that I like. You do. You have Because that's my areas. job. I don't, I'm not a top down um, guy who says, okay, I hate the market. I like the market. I hate the market. You know, sister, mother, sister, well, mother. I don't play that game. We've got some signs of life in the broad in the market itself. Of course, as I mentioned, big uh, cap tech. A number of those names are up. We've got uh, look at the market come back because got I mean, Disney people, up. Uh, Netflix look, American up, wasn't even recommended, and that Disney's up. Wait a second, national holiday. National holiday, we've Disney's got, up. We've also got fresh economic data out from S&P Global. That was just a few moments ago. Flash manufacturing PMI for, Dece- for December, excuse me, David, came in at 46.2. David, David, stop it. Disney's up. Compared to consensus No, no wait, wait. I want to know about what this is. A 47.7. Which sure. character? Which huh? character is it? Is it Dopey? Is, did Dopey die? No, Dopey didn't die. Sneezy? I don't even know where I am anymore telling people about the services about BMI. No, that's actually an allegory for That was 44.4. The forecast no, that was, an allegory was for a reading Bamba? of 46.5. You know I, 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 allegory for? I, 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 the Holocaust. We learn something new every day here. All right. How about the bond market? Let's get to a bond report now and take a look at how Treasuries are faring this morning. Yields. Oh, you saw it earlier, of course. There's the two-year no yield. Whoop. And it's now in the green at 4.25. That 10-year at 3.5. And the 10 years a thing that has everyone so worried. I say worry about something else. We're back right after this. All right, there it is, a look at the worst performance of the week, uh, topped by, interestingly, two companies we have spoken a lot about. Charter, of course, that larger-than-expected CapEx spend coming in 2023 that they shared at their analyst day a couple days back. And... Tesla. We're back after this.
All right, welcome back. Of course, uh, market's still down. Let's uh, get over to Bob Bassani, get more on what's going on. Bob. Uh, well, we broke 3900 overnight. Uh, that was a big sort of uh, expiration strike price. So when we did that overnight, we took another leg down, but not too bad here. Semis are holding up. I know Jim mentioned that. Micron, AMD, Broadcom's holding up okay. Uh, Arc's up. Energy's actually the only sector up for the week. Uh, and there's those REITs again, just uh, not looking good. They haven't been looking good all year. I just want to point out some of these stocks. SL Green is at a 13-year low now. It's a lot of worries about the office REIT situation. Fornado, not a new low, but it's down 40%, 45%. Uh, regional malls like Maseric, uh, Simon Property Group, also down about 30% uh, on the year. We got a quarterly expiration today. We saw enormous volume at the open. We'll get a rebalancing of the S&P 500. This happens four times a year. Big volume and usually does not result in price moves. Although overnight, when we broke through 3,900 on the uh, S&P, we did see a move to the downside. Expiration really is secondary to the issue for stocks, which is very simple. Still higher for longer, and the the, the economic data is sort of turning against the hard, uh, the soft landing crowd. Yesterday's data was just awful, so it's making a harder. Difficult case to argue for a soft landing, and that means earnings are going to have to decline even more. They've been coming down, and the valuations are really very, very high right now. Here's the problem. The strategists think that earnings are going to be down 5 6 7% next year, and if that's the case, the multiple on the S&P is 19 now. It almost never goes above 18 uh, and when it does, it usually comes back down. So, David, that is the real problem right here. And finally, it's great to see my old friend Harry Poulakakos, one of the yes. great restaurateurs yeah. of all time, ringing the bell. I know. I, I figured you'd be down here, Bob, celebrating with him. Unfortunately, i got to be up here for a podcast with Jeremy Siegel, but otherwise I would have been. Ah, I was there a couple I. times this all week. Right. All right. Bob, <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. Talk to you later. Let's do stop trading. It's all coming back to advertising. I'm telling you, advertising both East and West is weak in New York Times. Piece by Morgan Stanley today, very discouraging. Good news, bad news, downgraded to equal weight. Underperformance, net ads, lowers their confidence, long-term opportunity, and in advertising. Now, I've got to emphasize to people that a lot of the companies out West thought that there was a secular trend toward advertising in their vehicles. No, there's no secular trend. It's a cyclical business. Companies cut back on advertising, they cut back on advertising. They cut back because, oh, yeah, that's an easy way to cut back. Of course, it's a dumb way, but it's what they do. What a good show. Really? You think so? Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I I may, uh, I'm not going to focus on crypto for a while. I think I I crypto myself. I don't believe You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.